my guest today is a rap artist from Newark, New Jersey, who's a part of the Cool Weirdos Collective. And actually, you founded it, right? You started well, this. yeah, me and my brother started it, yeah. Okay, and you've been able to attain uh, some success on your own with no label. And so I think you're super impressive because of that. I also, the first time I heard you or heard about you was at Hot 97. And I was like, who is that? It's because I heard the okay. Yellow freestyle. There's something about your voice that has like a very unique quality that I particularly enjoy. And, and so then I've been hooked ever since. And I think that everyone should know who you are and who you guys are and what you're about. So welcome to oh, the Blue Note, Rolling Stone. Yeah, that's a cool name. That's a very cool name, too. Right? Okay. 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 What originally made you want to get into music? Honestly, it's something that I love to do. It's a passion of mine. And I love the effect that music have on people, have on me. You know, mm -hmm. there's been some dark times in my life that if it wasn't for certain records, a certain, a certain artist, I don't know. I had a real connection to um, just music in general that it just, without me being in, because I'm not really a uh, talkative person about my feelings. So huh. music really gave me that opportunity to uh, find my way out of, out of things. And you know what? I think that that's true for a lot of people where they can tap into their emotions or that, or make music be an outlet for them of expression. But at what point, where you're like, okay, I don't want to be a fan anymore of music. I don't want to just use this for therapeutic purposes on the receiving end. I also want to contribute. Well, I always, even in school, like I always used to have them beaten on the desk or whatever, and I would freestyle. Mm -hmm. or I would just, I would just be entertaining on that aspect, and it always was something I did. Like, and I, I always dabbled in it, but I took it really, really serious the last like four years. Oh, so wait, but when did Body Talk come out? Because that I feel. Oh, well, yeah, well, Body Talk was, <laughs> people don't know this, well, Body Talk was the first song I ever recorded. Let your body talk. Let, let, let and that was, ironically, like, that record just blew up, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this. Right, I was not ready. That's why I tell people, like, you know, yeah, I've been doing music for eight years, but I really took it professionally, learning the game for the last four, you know, but... When I came in, I was learning as my songs playing all over radio. Right. You know, and this was right before the Instagram right. era. I was like the very end of, okay, it had to be booming in the street. It was playing at every club, you know, things like that. But again, I was learning. I'm telling you, you would not believe the situation that that song put me in that I didn't know, like, what to do. I was like, okay, uh... I don't know. What so year did Body Talk come out? 2010. Oh. Yeah. And you, if you look at that video or footage from that song, yeah. it's you have a yeah. completely different look. So you've evolved. Yeah. That was like, honestly, that's what I thought I was. You know, it was a lot of challenges with me then because I was, I, the song moved so quick. I didn't have any training. I didn't have any older people around me who mm -hmm. did music. So I just was going with the flow versus understanding who I was and really giving the people completely who I was. Yeah, that was a part of me, but there were parts of me I was hiding. Like, I always rapped. I always did different style music, but that was the only thing I was displaying. And I was, like, almost cheating my fans or people who love my music out mm -hmm. because I was just being like, oh, this is all they want from me. This is where my circle mm -hmm. was like, yo, you need to start showing them all this other stuff you can do. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, and I think fate have it. It sort of forced my hand with just life in general, making me understand that you got to be yourself to the max. Right. I was sort of forced, though. It wasn't like, oh, uh, today I woke up and I'm in no, actually, you know, if you notice in that song, I was singing. Here right now, that's the best phrase. But 
I almost lost my voice due to a stomach condition. My voice was always hoarse. There was times I would do a show and people didn't even know I couldn't speak, let alone sing. I was just lip singing the song and I couldn't say a word. I honestly, it was my vocals and voice was damaged for, for a long time. You know, and the psychological toll that that was taking on me was like, okay, maybe I'm not meant to do music or maybe I'm not this or maybe mm -hmm. I'm not that. Once I actually changed my diet, changed my way of thinking, I completely said, okay, well, people are going to get the real me now. That's mm -hmm. why I changed my name. They're going to get me to the max. They're not going to get this guy that I sort of like my art, my artist ego. Even though Rolling Stone P is not my birth name. Yeah. But it feels like it because this is a name that my best friends gave me. Like they, that was a nickname as like my boys called mm -hmm. me as a joke. So I said, OK, from now on, the world's going to call me what my boys call me. So they're going to be like my family. You know what I mean? When Body Talk came out, you were considered what? Like, who were you? You Were you going by your birth name? No, I was going by Pure. Now you've completely changed your whole drift, right? So at what point, as Rolling Stone P, do you feel like you started to get a certain amount of recognition? Well, it was the first song I released. Like, the very first record that I released is Rolling Stone P, and mm -hmm. it's a totally different sound. People are going to be like, wait a minute. I actually didn't change my Spotify, my iTunes, my SoundCloud. I actually created it from zero. When I released my first record as Rolling Stone P, it was called Little Do They Know. Little do they know I got the piss. Mm. And um, mm -hmm. little do they know, just just did so many things for me. It, it became a Cartoon Network theme song. Um, wow. For, um, yeah, yeah. For the show that airs on Saturday mm -hmm. called Office Development. Mm -hmm. They had me spoke on major podcasts. People just bringing it up randomly. And people hitting me like, yo, do you know uh, these guys are talking about you on this podcast? Oh, that's and dope. I'm like, for real? Yeah, it was like, and again, I think due to me being honest and my story being told in the song, I think it just resonated and fate took it to where it needs to go. What's your favorite Rolling Stone P song and why? It would be Little Do They Know. And the reason is because that was the very first song that I spoke on things that I was afraid to speak on or embarrassed for people to know. But like what? What was on that song the most embarrassing or the most difficult thing for you to open up about? Speaking on my mom's addiction. Okay. That was the yeah. That was very 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 tough because you know being raised in the hood, you actually could be made fun of with things like that. So for me, I would always try to hide it as much as possible because I was like, oh, I was one of the cool dudes, and you know I was known for playing basketball, and it was mm -hmm. like, no, not my mom, you know. But people knew, but they sort of like ignoring it. Yeah. And the experiences that I went through as a child with my little brother and stuff like that, like I speak on those things in the song that I've never spoke on. There's family members that didn't know. That was like, what? That called me and was like, I heard this song and it started to say like, Is, did this happen? I said, yeah, you know. <laughs> right. And so when you put it out, like the moment that you released that song, what did you feel? Honestly, I felt like just a the strongest me ever. Like, I felt unstoppable. Like, yo, this is me. I don't... Like, it was my very first record, honestly, that I've ever made and put out that I didn't care how people reacted to it. I didn't care one bit. If you liked it, you didn't. I don't... Right. I do not care. It wasn't about it. me saying, oh, I know this is so hot. I don't care. Right. I love this song. You brought up your mom's addiction and opening up about that. How does that inform the professional in you and who you are just as a person? Well, it teaches me that regardless of circumstance, there are going to be challenges. There's going to be 
things that you may can't control and you can force it. You can try your hardest to be like, all right, I'm going to force this to work or I'm going to force this to be better or I'm going to force this to do what's right. And it could actually tailspin you. So for you, you just do what you believe in your heart and pray and stand steady. It'll, it'll all work itself out, you know, and that's why me putting this stuff out was so strong for me because I think there are people who may can't express it or can't, and it don't necessarily have to be the exact circumstance, but it could be something that they're challenged with mm -hmm. and they, they need to feel some sense of relief. And I know that's what I, I, I gauge from the song was a, a big sense of relief. Right, like a weight lifted off your, your shoulders almost. Yeah, at least speaking on it, because sometimes, just like in any relationship, because I believe like me and music have a relationship, sometimes just getting it out, just getting it off your chest. Are you ever hesitant to put too much out in your music or too much of your personal life? So I'm being transparent as, as I can be. You know, I've never spoke on things of my childhood before. I never spoke on my religious views. I never spoke on... A lot of things that I'm, I'm being completely transparent, and I think the effect that I'm having on people and the, and the fans that I'm, I'm accumulating is, is dope because I know they're connecting to me. Right. It isn't about a song being hot or a song being a hit. Mm -hmm. It's about them just rocking with the type of individual I am, and, they, and whether I'm expressing it in ways they can't or I'm connecting to them or they can relate. Me being honest is my best way of being effective. When you're like, I want to put out a new song, what happens? You hear a beat, you get excited. Does it come off the dome? Like, how does it happen for Rolling Stone P? Yeah, well, a lot of times it's just completely in the moment. I've learned that I make my best work when it's right in the moment. If I hear a beat or I make a beat or one of my brothers make a beat that's just like, yo, this is crazy, I usually knock it out right then. I go off the dome. But it's erratic. It's not like I just freestyle the whole song. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes I get a little close. Right. Some of the stuff, be, you know, some of the stuff would be mumble and I'd come and make it make sense. Um, It'd be hard. I leave, yeah. Sometimes I leave the mumbles in there. There's some people who hit me and go on my DM like, yo, what did you say right here? Go, <laughs> Nothing. Look, I say, what do you think I said? <laughs> Yo, but not for nothing, that's a dope little... I like it when you do that. Yeah. Sounds cool. It sets you apart. My boy hit the nail on the head with that, and it really... It motivated me to be happy that I do it. My boy said, yo, it reminds me of when you go to a church and the, the pastor starts speaking in tongues. You can't understand what they're saying, but you feel it. Yes, and I said, yes. Wow, bro. Or like wow. when jazz artists have a break and they start mumbling and stuff and it goes with the music uh, and you still... It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It definitely yeah. works. Because you're evoking some emotion at that point. Yeah. Like whether you're saying yeah. anything or not, it definitely works. What's been the most challenging thing for you throughout this whole process and I'm talking about let's talk let's go eight years back the whole thing remaining focused on the task like understanding that when you're denied don't let it just completely steer you like oh okay yeah oh this didn't work okay go this way stay persistent and it'll work because sometimes it, it always comes full surface like you'll try something mm -hmm. and say if that door is closed and you just go another way but you're still with the same route that door sometimes open up in a different way and even the people behind the door don't even know you were at that door a while ago ah <laughs> uh, if you understand what i'm saying yeah like, so, they didn't even know they said no in the first place. And here you yeah, are. Exactly. Again. Exactly. I've had that happen to me so many times to now I'm confident enough and I'm focused enough to say, okay, this is where I'm going. And I believe that I'm giving it to the things that matter, which is the people. I'm feeding them and they're feeding me back. 
So now any business decisions that come along, as long mm -hmm. as I'm focused on it, whatever's meant to be is going to be. So yeah. who are the cool weirdos? Cool weirdos are, uh, we got Wavy Arnold, Little Bill, Jesse James, Landon Jerome. Man, it's a lot of us. Ricky Bravo, Young Outro, June, Gumby, if you don't know. So what is it? Is it like a, do you accept people in is there a, like an application form how how does this happen this is a real genuine like brotherhood so most of us is related some of us went to school together it's just really who we've been friends around this entire time if people backdate when i first hit the scene you'll see the same people that the cool weirdos today cool weirdos but now. but like for example i have friends right and i think i'm like a wonderful singer in karaoke but i'm not taking all my mm -hmm. friends to karaoke because they can't all sing. No, so... They always have been around musically with me. Okay. They, they never decided to throw their hat in it, but they've always been here musically. And then Wavy Arnold's been being groomed and ready. And Jesse James and Landon Jerome, like, mm -hmm. these, honestly, they've just been my friends to a point where it's like, okay. Because let me tell you what sparked it, too. A few people will hang out with us. Say you came and hanged out with us. Mm -hmm. And you said, P, I'm going to come to the studio. I'm going to just spend a day with you chilling. Most people who chill with us for a day be like, yo, you guys are like a show. It's mad music. Y'all playing me. There's mm -hmm. like, you guys got cartoon shirts. And what the heck? Like, why ain't y'all putting this out? So we would hear that so much that it was like, all right, wait a minute. It's time for us to just oh. put this to the world kind of thing. This so the people thing. asked for it. Right. In demand. All right. Big fact. <laughs> Well, I want, I want, I want to make it seem like, uh, like I want to sit here gas, like, oh, everybody was screaming. No, no, no. I'm saying who came around, uh -huh. saw. All right, wait a minute. You guys have like your own little thing going in so many ways. Why ain't y'all putting this all out there? Well, two and a half years ago now, we decided. All right, we're gonna. And we gonna the director's cut is my shiz <laughs> E. That's my jam. Man, we want things. Everything, whole team, tired of wanting. So, yeah. good. And then this new one that you guys just put out yesterday. Self-titled cool, self cool Weirdo. Yeah. Well, well, we dropped two. We dropped two. We dropped one a few days ago, which is the Cool Weirdos. That's a Cool Weirdo record called Cool Weirdos. Mm -hmm. And, and Rolling Stone team myself. Uh, time out. We're not there yet. See, you jumping the gun. <laughs> I didn't ask you about that yet. My Hold bad. on now. My bad. My bad. All right. <laughs> I was watching the video for um, the the song that you guys put out for the Cool Weirdos yesterday, and I was like, damn, that's a dope-ass video. Every video you put out, y'all step your game up yeah, with you. the little kids. First of all, whose children? Whose children are those? I'm going to be honest. That's everybody's in the video's children and people who behind-the-scenes children. <laughs> Okay, so community children. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So exactly. what was the symbolism <laughs> behind that? Because you don't show any of their faces. If you guys watch the video, they have the face masks on, like, you know, like robbers who are going to uh, yeah. steal your homes, but they're not robbers. They're just, yeah. you know, wearing the masks and driving these cars. So what, what does that symbolize? What does that mean? To me, the premise of the video was we are the purest form of what you can be and that's children children is straight love when you don't put society's pressure or society's direction on children children are just beautiful mm -hmm. so when us expressing ourselves musically it symbolized we were them and they were us right the freedom of what they are is us the reasons for the mass is that we don't care about society. We're sort of the criminals of society without being criminals, mm. you know. And I think, and I think, in so many ways, I hope I'm not sounding too crazy deep right now. I think children are society's criminals. 
because they'll do things that society will, will frown upon. A kid that may be, uh, you know, let's just say racist parent will walk up to another nationality and have fun with that child because they don't know the ignorance that the parents know. Mm. You know, so for me, to that world of them parents, they'll be like, why are you doing that? Why? They'll sort of be looked down upon. And so be the me, rebellious. Uh, exactly. Yeah, type. Rebellious, but it's, not, but it's natural. It's not, it's actually not rebellious. It's the way. But for me, because it's looked upon as rebellious, then that's what the cool weirdos represent. Yo, Rolling Stone P, don't drop gems like that. <laughs> don't drop gems. Because you see, I didn't get that initially. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, maybe he'll break it down for me. At first, I was like, oh, what they about to do with these little children? But <laughs> you know what? I, li I like that it made me feel that way because it evoked a strong emotion one way or the other. And it's going to do that for other people, too. So I think that that's the point of art. Art is supposed to be abstract yeah. enough where you can interpret it and you can see everything through your lens, through yeah. somebody else's stuff. So that's dope. And that's what we, what we wanted to give it. Like, sometimes I just felt like I didn't want to completely spell it out. Like, I wanted to be your own space of what you think it is. Right. But for me, that's what it meant. You have some new stuff coming out. You just put out a song. Yes, I did. Talk to me about it. Which, well, by the way, um, whoever that girl is, she sounds amazing. Thank you. That's Shout out to Lee Scott. She is a cool weirdo. I'm so pumped about my team and my squad. Like, there's some talented people over here that motivate me, like, to push it and push it and push it. Mm -hmm. And ironically, my guy June, like, he's a straight hip-hop head. He, he always talks about his playlist and stuff like that. So he was playing some vintage classic hip-hop that KRS-One came on. And I was so inspired by it that we ran to the studio. That was my version of what that inspiration of that KRS-One record was. And the way I'm feeling right now, like, I feel like it, it's about giving some fun layers as well like everything right. don't have to be in a certain space i want to give some people some some having fun along yeah. with the message it's a fun song yeah. although don't get slapped talking about how you uh kill two burns with one stone <laughs> like what why do you guys have to do it like why do y'all have to do it i don't understand if you if you if you, if you listen in the song i say that she brought a friend along oh okay you know it wasn't it wasn't it was i didn't say i cohorse I just said she brought a friend along, you know? Gosh, man, you guys. But it's a great song, and obviously I remember the line, so yeah, it yeah. stuck. That was a good little uh, double entendre that you killed right there. Hey, two birds <laughs> with one stone. What advice could you give an up-and-coming artist or rapper or someone who wants to get into the business? I would tell you never, ever give up. Whatever you do, work on your craft there's always room to get better there's always room to grow as a person and it will it will work wonders in your music everyone says this keep going keep going but i think in life you know this this goes for your life i don't care if you're not an artist you keep rocking and there's always room for you to develop and grow and right. and, and be happy about that and if you're dealing with a setback understand that's a opportunity of growth also talk to me about what you have next well like we coming up the, we have the Cool Weirdo Project coming out. Shh, Do we have a date? I'm very, I'm very excited about that. No, but it's looking like next month. Once I clearly have the date, I will let you know. I'm very excited about this. Okay. What would you say is your biggest fear? Not leaving a mark. Not leaving a legacy that my family in the future can look back at and say, wow, that's, that's our guy. That's our yeah. family that did that. Whether I'm gone and it still resonates, like, that's one of my passions, like, to, to create change that ripples. I hear yeah. that. Where do you want to see your career go? Where do you have to get 
so that you can be like, yo, that's it. Did that, killed that right there. What What is it? What's going to gratify you in that way? I, I don't know because I, I used to have ideas like, oh, when this happens and it <laughs> happened and I love it and I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. But I realized that the dopest part of this is just the, the whole thing. Oh. Like this whole thing right now, like right now, having this interview with you is an accomplishment. It's such a dope vibe, right? And say ten, five years from now, two years from now, I'm at a Grammy and, oh, I've won something or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same feeling. Like, you feel accomplished. You feel good. So I don't want to hold it like that so much bigger than this. Nah, don't get mm. me wrong. I have goals to, to reach everything. But I'm looking at it as progression. If I see growth in any form of it, I love it. I'm just having a great time. Can you tell everybody where they can follow you? Yes. You can follow me on every single platform at Rolling Stone Peace. All separate. I think people like to put it all together, but it's Rolling Stone mm-hmm. Peace. I just, I need to know, why do people start calling you Rolling Stone Peace? Where did that come from? Well, it's a number of things. One, my boy Mark was the one who came up with it. Marcus Aurelius, that's his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he would call me that because he would always say I had this sort of rock thing about me. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're from the south side of North which mm-hmm. is very, 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 very its own world in Newark. Yes. So I would I would be the guy, like I used to have this hoopy convertible. Mm-hmm. I would be the guy riding down the street playing, playing, we are the champions. We uh-huh, uh-huh. have the gotcha. whole block looking like, <laughs> what are right. you playing? Like, so he would go, they go, rolling stone me. Right. You know, people always <laughs> People always take it like, oh, what is it? Because the Rolling Stone with the girls. I know what you were trying to hint at. And no, it wasn't that. I, wow. Well, first of all, I am a journalist, Rolling Stone P. So I am okay. unbiased. Okay. So I was just asking because I was curious. You said your your friends named you. I wanted to know where it came from. But now I know that it's because you are such a lover of rock and roll and you are very rock and roll. <laughs> now I know. Actually, that leads me to my next question because I want to know the craziest song playing your, on your iPod right now? Or people don't even have iPods anymore on your phone. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, iPod. Um, craziest song. That people wouldn't expect for you to like. Honestly, it's a lot of, well, people might, if you know, like, my stuff, but I listen to a lot of club music. Um, like EDM? Like, dooms, dooms, no, dooms, like that? No, no, like, like Jersey Club. Like, oh. Like songs, <laughs> songs that, I, ironically, are maybe 20, 30, 40 years hot and classics to the world but people don't know these people you know it's, it's like it's, what because i don't know i don't go to the club in jersey so i i, I know you know follow me don't don't follow me okay yes i, I know, know i know that, that song now, do you know who that is don't worry about what i know i'm asking I, the question okay, <laughs> that's, but that's, my, <laughs> but that, that's my point there's some humongous stuff in, in a genre of music here that i think still is untapped that's why every so often i'll throw one out there because I love the genre of club music and what it represents here for my home is, you know, that's something that people, I think, would be shocked. Remind us the name of the new track. Oh, the, the new track. Well, we have two. We have Cool Weirdos. That's, right. the, cool, that's the latest Cool release. That, that's that's the follow-up to Director's Cut. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a brand new record for me. It's called The Light. Okay. The Light yeah. and Cool Weirdos is out now available everywhere. And that girl... At, just sounding like magic on that track. Yeah, Lee Scott. It's a really good, feel good, happy song. So you yeah. should check it out. 
And Rolling Stone P, thank you so very much for this interview. Thank I'm you. sure that I will speak to you again. Side note, what's Urban Burger? Oh. <laughs> we, the people want to know. By the people, I mean me. I'm happy you said that. Well, Urban Burger <laughs> is a wonderful burger franchise that me and my partner, June, has jumped in on. Uh, we have our own brand of meat. <laughs> okay. It's our own blend. Yeah, it's gourmet burgers. Or we have great chicken, great salad. We have wonderful desserts. You well, know. Tell me. Like so I'm you just woke up. Tell me. No. I'm not going to let you go on like that. Wait. So you woke up one day and you were like, you know what? I just want to invest in this burger joint. No. I, what happened was my guy, June, who's, who's just completely a monster, business monster, he said, yo, I'm getting in on this burger joint. Mm-hmm. And he did it. I went there and I completely saw a hit. And I said, hey, can I uh, get down on this? Right. And he said, why not? He says, if you add that same energy and vibe that you add to the music to this, man, I think we will we'll, we'll do some damage. And, and again, if you come there, the atmosphere is very, very diverse. The music is diverse. The interior, we did the whole inside over because there was already a burger place. Mm-hmm. But we changed it and completely renovated it. So, yeah, it's in Cranford. So you out here chefing and rapping. Okay. <laughs> You might see me behind the counter okay. over there just check, checking things out, making sure everything's smooth. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't put me on the grill, though. You might uh, burgers or <laughs> I hear that. All right, well, thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, make thank sure you. you listen to those songs, Cool Weirdos, and light it up. Nope, the light. The light. Damn, damn. I'm going to edit I'm that. Gonna, Don't I'm, worry. I'm going to... All right, I think I'm going to put an AK on. Now, light it up. Light it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.